0: Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless all of you. Give the Lord a hand praise in the presence of today. We thank God for our being here today. Truly, God is good, and He's worthy to be praised. We honor Him. On today, well, you have your Bible. We are gonna get right into our words on this uh, Mother's Day, Amen. This is the day that they have set aside to honor mothers. Of course, every day is what Mother's Day, Amen. If you have a mother, if we thank God for the mothers that are living and for those that are going on to be with the Lord, it's nothing but a blessing, and we thank God for our mother. I sent out a shout this morning to all the mothers that, that I know that's in my life, and we thank God for the role that they have played uh, in our lives and raising our children. What would the world be without a mother? Um, we just thank God for them on today. Well, we're going to get into the word today, and I want you, just for a subject matter, talking to you today, those of you that are listening, as you to continue to pray for us as we endeavor to do God's will, and shout out to all the mothers, those of you that are uh, not here. Uh, those that are uh, bound, hospital in the hospital uh, rooms, and uh, those that are at home confined, those in prisons, and we just pray God bless and be upon all of you. Uh, I want you to turn with me to the book of uh, Saint Matthew's. When you talk about mother, I'm just going to talk briefly about it. Then I'm going to give you something to help our mothers as they uh, continue to try to raise their children in a in a godly manner, in a in the fashion that. Uh, that will please God, uh, because definitely we—what would we be without good mothers in our world today? We need good mothers to raise our children, because our children, many of them are going astray, many of them gotten themselves into things that they shouldn't have got into. But the Lord gonna show us something today—how to be good mothers. We thank God for the good mother, Amen, Amen. 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 So I want to start in Matthew's the first chapter. I want to start out about talking about uh, Jesus' mother just a little bit about his mother. Of course... We know that Eve was the mother of what? All living. She was the first mother. Adam's wife. Lord created uh, Eve, a man from the rib, taken from Adam, and she became the mother of all living. But we're not going to deal with Eve this morning. We just want to look at just a little bit about, let's take a look at Jesus' mother here in the book of St. Matthew, 1st chapter, verse 19, 18. And it said, now, uh, the birth of Jesus Christ uh, was on this wise. Y'all see it? Whereas his mother, Mary, so we know here a little something about Jesus' mother. Uh, his mother' name was Mary, was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found uh, with the child of the Holy Ghost. Now notice verse 18 said, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to, put make a public example was mine was minded to put her away privately well now Jesus parents right here uh, Mary was his mother and Joseph was what we said his earthly father but now that's not to say that Jesus was his uh, biological father y'all follow me he was not his biological father or genetically uh, uh, that way his father. But Jesus Joseph was his uh, 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 earthly father because he was married to mother, uh, his mother Mary. So we would say really, in fact, uh, uh, he was his stepfather, if you wanted to call it that way. But long as he raised Jesus, fed him, we can say, hey, that's his daddy, earthly father, okay? Now, he said, now, Joseph... Uh mother, uh Joseph, Mary, a uh, husband was not willing to make a public example out of her. Why is that? He was minded to put away proud. Here it is, Joseph found that his uh his fiance, Mary, was already uh pregnant. And that's something to think about. Here you're getting ready to marry this beautiful girl and you found out that she's already pregnant and guess what? The baby is not yours. Do you go through with the wedding? Do you call it off? Well, here we find that Jesus, uh, uh Mary was in this situation and said she was found. Verse 18 said a lot of part of that. It says she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. So it wasn't Joseph child it was God himself who impregnated Mary and Joseph didn't want to make a public exempt out of her embarrass her well I love her too much I'm not gonna shame or embarrass her so I'm gonna just call it off privately we just gonna squash this wedding and put away and all the invitations we sent out well we just won't worry about those invitations notice verse verse 30 to 20 says but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. You know, God will come to you in a dream. Anybody ever had the Lord come to him in a dream and tell them things? God told me so many things. Amen. So many things in a dream about what I should do and what he was going to do. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Fear not to take unto thee, merit thy wife. Don't be afraid to go ahead and marry your fiancee, this bride. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, she hadn't been out running around. This is the Lord's doing. Can somebody say amen right there? Amen. This is the Lord's doing. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And verse 21 says, and she shall bring forth a son. Look, the Holy Ghost already told Joseph what the baby was going to be. Not going to be a girl. It's not going to be twins. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. How many of you know God know what he's doing? God is in control and he know exactly what he's doing. He told Joseph, don't worry about it. Joseph, this is of the Holy Ghost. Not only that, is she going to have a child, and it's going to be a son, and not going to be a girl, going to be a son amen, you know we got technology now, we can look and see what the baby is before we get here, they can do the ultrasound and check it out, they say it's going to be a girl, going to be a boy, going to be twin, going to be triplet, we have technologies now, but hey, we don't have no technology like Jesus, like God does, can we say amen, God looked down through the telescope of time and he knew what he was doing, told Joseph it's going to be a son, and not only that Joseph, I got the name you don't have the name, he won't be Joseph Junior, can can't say, man, somebody? Because I shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people. There it is, from their sin. A very number no, 22 said, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. So we see Jesus' mother uh, here named Mary and his earthly father, Joseph. Amen. God had it all planned, all figured out. It's like somebody said, what's the master plan? Amen. And so when we look at the life of Jesus, it was chosen. It was purposed by God. God had it already planned from the beginning to the end. And how many of you know today, God has your life planned also. Amen. From the beginning to the end. God got it all planned out. And I thank God today that he has our life all planned. It. Amen. It was God's idea. You know what? It was God's idea that you that are here today, that you be here today. Can you say amen? amen. God knew it. He put it all together before you and I got the thought. This was God's idea, and I can say it was marvelous in my eyes. Amen. I like God's idea on today. Now, that's a little about Jesus and his parents, Mary and Joseph. Let's look at another biblical character here. Talk about their parents. Uh, Turn with me, if you will, to the book of St. Luke. We're moving right along. I'm not going to hold you long. Uh, The book of St. Luke, the uh, first chapter. Praise the Lord, somebody. Uh, the first chapter of St. Luke, uh, and looking at the fifth verse, here I want to talk about another uh, uh, biblical uh, character, and a little bit about his parents, and that is John. We call him John the Baptist. Let's find out a little about his parents. In verse number five says, Now, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zechariah. So we got his name, right? Amen. Zechariah was his name of the course of Abbas. Abbas. And his wife uh, was of the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So now the Holy Spirit is lining everything up uh, with this other uh, uh, character, our uh, parents. So we got his dad named Zechariah and his mother named what? Elizabeth, verse number six said, and they were both righteous before God. Walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. Oh, they were good people. They were good church folks. Amen. Good members to have. And verse number seven said, and they had no child. Isn't that something to think about? They had no child because that Elizabeth was barren and they both were well stricken in age. So they was older, they was the, older parents. Can somebody say amen right there? Amen. They were both uh, uh, well uh, up in age. Amen. But they were good people. They were godly people. Jo- uh, uh, Elizabeth and Zachariah. But notice what the scripture said. They had no child. All this time gone by. They didn't have no child, nobody to leave the house to, nobody to leave the old car to, nobody to leave the furniture to, and all the other things that we want to leave to somebody. They had no child. But notice verse number eight. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense. When he went into the temple of the Lord and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. Verse 11 said, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of the incense. Oh, look at verse 12. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled. I believe I will be shaken also. And fear fell upon him. And verse 13 said, but the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. So the angel told Zachariah, don't be afraid. Your prayers have been heard. So what's going on right here? Zachariah and Elizabeth been praying for a child. Can somebody say amen right there? They've been seeking God for a child for a long time. And the angel said, don't you worry about it, Zechariah. Fear not, your prayers all have been heard. You know, it's good for your prayers to be heard. We all want God, amen, to hear our prayer. And so he said here, fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayers is heard. And thy wife, Elizabeth, y'all see that? Verse 13, and thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name, what? John. John, not a girl, a man, but a boy. So here we see Elizabeth and Zacharias, blessed by the Lord, amen, to have a son. And verse number 14 says, and notice, notice what, what the Holy Spirit did with Zachariah and Elizabeth. The same exact thing it did with uh, Joseph and Mary. Told them about the son, uh, that they were having a son. And notice, gave him a name. He yeah. didn't give uh, Zachariah the, 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 the privilege of, of naming his first son, his first child. So God already had it lined up. His name going to be John. Same way it was with Jesus. Verse number 14 says, and thou shalt have joy and gladness. Gladness. And many shall rejoice at his birth. Oh, when John get here, so many folks gonna be happy. How many of you all know, amen, when the baby come in the world, we be so happy. We be so glad. They even you, phrase said, it's a bouncing baby boy. Or uh, maybe a bouncing baby girl. But anyway, they were so happy when John arrived. He said, And many shall rejoice at his birth. Now check out verse 15, talking about Amen, Uh, John. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. This John that's coming forth, he's going to be something awesome, y'all. He's going to be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drinks. For he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. When I read that, I said, Lord, look at John here. God had it all Figure it out. He had it all lined up. His name going to be John. He going to be great. He got a great job to do. Going to do a great work. And he's and not going to drink wine nor strong drinks. And Nick, check this out. He going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Even from his birth. Y'all know what? John came in the world shouting, y'all. When he came here, he had the Holy Ghost. This is one of the dreams we all pray and wish that our children be filled with God one day. John, when he came here, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. John was an awesome uh, uh, child of God. And notice verse number 16. John got some work to do, y'all, just like Jesus did. Verse number 16 says, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. John got some work to be to do. And, and you know, I see now why John was born with the Holy Ghost. God gave him the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. He was shouting in her belly. Just praising God in the belly. The Bible said when, when when Elizabeth got the salutation, the baby just leaped in the womb. So John was in there just rejoicing. Y'all know sometimes them children be flipping and doing some of everything in there, don't they? they just be, I don't know what they be doing. I remember when mines came along, and, and Sister John would tell me, uh, put your hand on my stomach, and I would feel Troy, and they just a-kicking. He ready to come out right now. Melvin was just a-kicking, and so they would just rejoice and want to get out here, amen, into this world, amen, and enjoy it. So John was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb, and, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. John got some work to do. And he shall go forth in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to wisdom of the just and to make ready a people for the Lord John John to turn that generation that he was in turn it around so that was great work to do so looking at these two boys they had work to do and God used Joseph and Mary Elizabeth and Zachariah and these two boys to turn this world upside down so we we thank God for our children today we never want to uh or underestimate what God is going to do with our children. And you know, we need to learn to love our children and, and play a great role in our children's life because you never know what they're going to do, what God bringing them into the world to do. And we just thank God for the mothers that... Taking care of these children on today, raising them because you're raising doctors, you're raising school teachers, you're raising lawyers, you're raising uh, governors and presidents. You never know what you're raising. You're raising preachers and deacons. And we thank God today for these mothers, amen, they are putting their time in raising these children on today. Now, let's go just a little bit further. I got one more for you uh, uh, in the book of Titus. we're to the book of Titus. And I'm going to show you the mother's role that had been outlined uh, by the Apostle Paul in the book of Titus. I thank God uh, that he left us with a plan and told us our role, told the mother's role, what they should do. And we need, we thank God for the mothers today, the good mothers that playing a role in raising their children and stir, stirring them in the right direction. Amen. Titus, the second chapter. Titus, the second chapter. Y'all got it? Check this out. Titus, the second chapter, uh, in verse number one. Here's what Paul said. But speak thou the thing which become uh, sound doctrine. Told Titus this. Titus, I want you to speak things that become sound doctrine. And he's giving Titus the instruction to give to uh, our mothers. He said now, that, that the aged women, that the, the older women, the older mothers, here, here is what uh, the Apostle Paul told Titus uh, to teach them, that the older mothers should be sober, grave, temperate, and sound in the faith. In charity, in patience. Amen. In other words, that they be they be good church members. That they be good men, good, good mothers. Amen. Can somebody say amen right there? That they be sound. You know, we got some mothers out here that's unfit, amen, to have children. They have to take children from them and put them somewhere in other homes. But we thank God for the mothers that love their children. They are sound in the faith. Sound in charity, which is love. Amen. And temperance amen and raising these children these boys and girls notice verse, verse number 3 said that the aged women that is, verse number two, that the aged men, I'm sorry, the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, and sound in the faith, charity, and impatience. Verse three said that the aged women, that's the older women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becoming to holiness. In other words, Paul is giving the older women uh, their job, their, their duties, and you know, it's good when everybody knows their role. Can you say amen right there? When you know your role, somebody says, stay in your lane, get in your lane, and stay in your lame Paul told the older women he said now you be likewise you you be in behavior as they coming holy in other words older women should what behave themselves they should know how to act because the children looking at them can you say "Man, y'all these young children looking at y'all, and we're going to show them how this thing ought to be. The age women, but you know we got old women now keep up a whole lot of fuss. Amen. Keep up a whole lot of disturbance and division in the family. But Paul said, now to all the older women, y'all behave yourselves. Amen. As becoming holiness, not false accuser, not given to wine. Don't be drinking all the wine up, y'all. Amen. But behave yourself. And then he goes and teach us of good things. Somebody said, teach some good stuff. We got a job before us. Our mothers does. A great job. Teach good things. Teach these children, these boys and girls. Teach, us, teach he tell he going to tell us how this thing ought to go. He said that you teach, uh, teach us of. Good things. Don't teach them bad things. They'll learn a lot of bad on their own. Can you say amen right there? Verse number four said, Hear what you do, all the all the mothers, that they may teach the young women to be sober. Teach the young women to be sober. Have a clear conscience, a clear mind. You need a good mind in this world. Teach these children that they may be sober. Amen. Notice what it said. That they might be sober uh, to, to love their husband and to love their children. This is what the older mother's job is in the church. And, and it, it, it's to teach the young women to love your husband. Child, love your husband. Can you say amen right there, somebody? And to love your children, young mother, love your children. We got Mother's Day. Uh, uh, a baby, somebody said, babies raising baby, they don't know nothing about nothing. So the older mother got to teach them. Love your husbands and love your children. Take care of them. Can you say amen, somebody? Take care of your children. This is Mother's Day, right, y'all? Amen. God is lining us up and showing how we should provide and see about our own children. Love your husband. Somebody said, "Well, I ain't got no husband." That's all right. Don't worry about that. Just focus on your children, then, and focus on God. Amen. Love God and love your children. And verse number five said, "To be discreet, chase, keep us at home. Don't be running all up and down the street, in and out of everybody's house. Be." be what he said be the street and change keep us at home good somebody say good we need some good mothers am i right amen good mothers. i saw a mother other day had a baby with i was in the store and she smelled like marijuana and baby did too amen amen good mothers good mother teaching your children good thing. The parents don't care none. They smoke dope all the way in. Their little children they got to inhale that stuff. They ain't got enough sense to, to go off somewhere by themselves. Do it right in front of the children. Thank God for the good mothers. They ain't got no respect now, day and time. Won't we respect the children? Won't we respect their little young, tender lungs? Amen. Get them all polluted and messed up at an early age. He said that you might teach the young women to be sober. There it is. And to love their husband and to love their children. To be discreet, chaste. Keep us at home. Amen. When you get off work, go home, mama. Can you say, amen, somebody? Come on home and take care of your family. Amen up in here, y'all. I ain't getting no help. Good. Obedient to their own husband, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Now, there it is. He have given the women, the mother, their role. Can somebody say amen right there? Amen. We saw talk about John mother and Jesus mother and Paul gave us the duty of the older mothers and the young mother. So, hey, we can't do nothing but have good children. Amen. Am I right? Our children are going to turn out just fine. By the grace of God, we claim it by faith. They're going to be just fine. Now, I'm almost done. Now, here's what I want to do right here. I want to give you four parenting skills that are going to help you deal with your young ones. If you got a pencil and paper, write this down. I'm almost done. Then I'm going to let you go. Then we're going to go and get us something to eat. Four parenting skills. And this is going to help you understand, you know, because people now just don't really know how to raise children like they should. You know, uh, uh, a lot of stuff we just don't know. And a lot of us, we learn as we go. Somebody said, well, I never had children me, folks, so I don't really, uh, you mess up with the first set, I guess you need another set to get it right on. But no, we're going to give you four parenting skills and this going to help us Know how to raise our children. All right, y'all got your pen and paper? I want you to write this down because you remember, I'm going to go through it fast, but I'll go over it another time at another center. There are four parenting skills that are going to help you understand your children as they grow in life and how we should deal with them. And these skills are set up on a professional level. We can understand it coming from a professional point of view, the way it has its style. Point number one, how to raise your children. Parenting skill number one is is a commander. When you think about a capitalist in the army, He's a commander. In other words, he command the soldiers to go here, to go there and do this and to do that. He's a commander. He's a commander-in-chief. And they look to the commander for, for, for direction. He command He don't ask them, hey, hey, I, I need a bunch of y'all to go over here and take this here. I need a, a platoon to go over here and do this. He's the commander. So uh, number one parenting skill, we, when we raise our children, we need to be the commander in their life. And when this is going on, this take place when they are, you know, the terrible twos. Of course, when they three months, four months, five months, they're going to do what they do. Most of us breastfeeding and feeding them. But when they get into them terrible twos, this is when uh, uh, point number one, the commander skill, parenting skill, need to kick in. You be the commander. He over there about to tear the cabinet up. He was about to turn 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 something over, the dresser over. You, the commander, you tell him, "Don't do that. Stop doing this. Come over here. Sit down." This is when the commander skill is kicking in as being a parent. Amen. Y'all listening to me? Yeah. That makes sense in the All right. Also, okay. So the first apparent co- co- uh, 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 skill is being a commander in a child life, especially when they're terrible too. On up until they get into uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You really got to be in charge. Don't look at him doing this. Oh, he's so cute. He's tearing the whole house up. You the commander. Tell get over there and set yourself down. You the commander. Y'all listening to me? You command him to sit down and behave, be quiet, and do this and do that. Okay, that's the first uh, 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 parenting skill. All right, the second commanding uh, 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 parenting skill is coaching. Somebody said coaching just like a basketball coach, a football coach, coach, a coach, a coach. So the second parenting skill is when we get into the area of coaching our teens, our children. This this will come when they get around about, 819 like Parker you know they don't know much you got to be in the coaching realm. what does a coach do? A coach a, a coach he supports a person at every level amen in their life he tells them what to do they learn and, and during the time of development you' the coach and you know children love their coach. Parker played a little basketball back here last year. They're crazy about the coach. coach said this right here. The coach said this right here. And and even Camarbon, when she was in school, she played a little ball. She come home. I I went to some of the games, and I saw some things she did. And I said, look, you need to do it. Granddaddy, the coach said. She said so much about what the coach said. I said, who am I? I, I? I rule the coach. I'm granddaddy. But So so they are in there. We got to remember during that time, they, and they listen to the coach. So, okay, so when they get in their team, this is when we get into the coaching mode of our children. Coach them. Tell them what to do. Teach them as they grow and develop. They're growing and they're developing right now, and we want to coach them. This is the way you dribble. This is the way I want you to bounce the ball. This is the way I want you to guard the man over here. So we enter into the coaching stage of our children. When they get into their teens, coach them. They look up to their coach. Children should look up to their parents. Okay, so that's a second parenting skill coaching. And so and when you raise your children, I want you all to see are you entering into these phases? Are you did you did you operate in the commanding stage? Did you when they got another age, did you operate into the coaching stage? Okay. And the next the third stage of our uh, parenting would be counseling. Somebody said counseling. Yeah. Now, this stage right here is critical. It's very, very important. They 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 passed 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. They done got up into teen. Now they 18, 19, 20, and Lord know they need some counseling. And so we as parents, we got to learn how to talk to our children. Let me read you just a little definition I wrote down on counseling. Counseling is consists of uh, uh, assisting in guidance and guidance in resolving personal, social, psychological problem and difficulty accompanied with mental health, wellness, education, their career goal, talking and listening to them and helping them find ways and ideas to deal with emotional issues. So parents, and we got to remember, as they get up in the 18, 19, 20, stop acting like they're terrible twos. We got to end into the, 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 the counseling stage now with our children. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to show you something just here in a little bit. I'm almost done. All right? So my children now, the next stage of, 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 of parenting will be consulting. Consulting. You know, anybody got a consultant they go to? All right. consultant. I'm almost done. Consulting, and so here, what goes on into consulting? Consulting is uh, a person who uh, provide expert or good advice, a good judgment. You know, you we, every now and then we need to talk to a consultant. And so, what I've learned in life, how to deal with my two, uh, uh, Melanie and Troy, they grown now. So I, I, I'm out of the commanding stage, and sometimes we still want to command our children. They grown. These children grown, you cannot tell them what to do anymore. I do not tell Troy. I'm just using my children as an example. I don't tell them what to do no more. I know folks still trying to tell their children what to do like they 10. They grown. When, when you, when you going to let them grow up and be grown? You can't tell them what to do no more. You got to get into counseling stage now you got to get into a consultant. and so what I do with Troy and Melvin, me and Troy done many jobs together, many projects together, working on houses. And you know what? And I work, I work in, I work in the counseling state. Troy was, Daddy, what you think? And that's when the counseling come out. I said, Well, son, I, I think here's what we need to do. If it were me, I would do such and such. Well, he trying to go buy something, looking at another house to buy. Dad, I saw this house over here. I think, what you think? And then the counseling come out. So you got to remember, he, 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 I'm not coaching no more. I'm not coaching it no, no more at all. Y'all follow me? I'm not commanding no more at all. The stage now, right now for my children, I'm operating in the counseling stage and them, giving good advice. And I try to advise all parents, know, know where you are in your parenting stage with your children, and you get along with them much, much better. Stop trying to order these folks around, and they grow Am I making sense to anybody? Am I making sense? So consult them. All right. A person who provides expert or good advice to their children. That's what I have for mine since they've grown now. Good advice. And I try to encourage all parents. I know children. I know parents that, uh, 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 that just don't know how to deal with their children, where they are. They still think they're 10, and they 30, and 40, and they got children themselves. I'm still, I'm your mother. I heard one lady tell me, I'm your mother. Yeah, you my mother, but I'm grown, mom. I'm grown. Huh? Somebody said you don't get too grown for me. Look, you don't get too grown for me. Come on. Come on now. They grown. You you grown, and, 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 and you, you know what I'm talking about. Let these children grow up, and you got to get in the right parenting stage and know how to operate. Get in the lane you're supposed to be in. When they grown, do some counseling. We still be trying to tell them what to do, ordering them around like they are our little bitty babies. They're not our little babies no more. I never tell Melna what to do. I tell them what I think. I give advice. And so we as people, we got to learn as we grow older, got to learn how to deal with our children. So these four parenting skills will help your born. Try to Try it out with your children and see where you are. See where they are, what age they are, and see where you need to be working. At. Are you in the commanding stage? If you need, if, they, if they're that small, you need to be commanding them. And then, are you in the coaching stage? Well, if, if they need coaching, coach them because they need guidance, they need support, and they're learning and they're learning and development. Be work operating that stage. So if they just need counseling or they need consultant, work there. Get in your place, and and this will help us be better parents, better parents. You know, and I I ain't just bragging. I ain't just bragging on myself but I done a lot of work with my children Troy and Melner and we never fell out about nothing we put floors in we did folks' houses and we never, uh, we never had a mumbling word about which way, which way to put the floor in. we going to lay the plank this way or we going to lay it that way because I'm a consultant now and I'm a counselor now I don't command nothing are y'all listening to me alright so we just thank God give the Lord a hand and praise somebody so these are the four parenting skills. Use them raising your children and see how it works for you. I believe it will help you a bunch. Parents will just find out. We don't know. We've never been this way before. You've got to be taught if you're willing. And God will show us how to raise our children and have good relationship. I know parents, I know children right now can, cannot stand their mama, don't want to fool their mama because their mama don't talk to them right. And that's a shame. It shouldn't be like that. Amen. But it's all because they don't know how to be a good parent to the children who once were their baby and now grown up to be adults. But when we learn better, somebody said we do better, right? Yes. Give the Lord a hand and praise. I'm done. Yes. Happy Mother Day to all the mothers out there. God bless all of you. God bless all. We thank God for our service on today. God bless all of you that are listening as you continue to pray for us and we pray for you in Jesus' name. Amen. it's going to bring our uh, our service to a close today. We ask you, those of you that are listening, join us Wednesday night, uh, 730, for a prayer call. God bless you. Amen. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.